mic check mic check good morning brethren folks people all over the world <laughs> it's a beautiful day again today god is faithful he's always faithful i have a lot of things to say man i have a lot of things to talk about it's been a while since i recorded an episode and uh i've been feeling uh episode sick <laughs> i've been feeling podcast sick because i haven't uh recorded any episode for a while i've been really busy i've been really really busy folks um and i've been learning a lot man there's so much to learn in life in the word of god as well god has taught me a lot and um yeah it's it's a wonderful thing so yeah how have you guys been man what's going on how's nigeria how is uh, Dubai? How is America? How is Europe? How is Canada? I have uh, family all over the world. How is India? How is India? How is Bangladesh? Shout out to the people in Bangladesh, man. Shout out to people in India. Shout out to people in Mumbai, India. God bless you. There's a ministry that reached out to me from India. Um, yeah. I forgot the name of the ministry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, you know who you are if you're listening to this episode. Uh, I just want to say, see, God sees your work, man. Only God can reward you. Only God can reward a worker. We as workers in the vineyard of God, uh, we're working for one master. We're working for our Father in heaven. Only he can reward us accordingly. So shout out to you for doing the work of God, whoever you are, for spreading the gospel, for uh, teaching people the truth, for freeing the minds of the people. Today on the Word Podcast, I am your host, Nosahare Nicholas Zemige. Some of you know me as Nosiski. Some of you know me as Egazin Music. It's the same person. Well, it's different persons, but the same man. different personality um yeah so thank you for listening all this time uh this podcast this podcast is almost a year old now almost it's not a year old yet i think it's about uh seven months old <laughs> all right but anyways thank you for those of you that have been uh, listening from day one uh, thank you for being patient with me you know, I, I, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to upload an episode every week, but at least every week. But I've been really busy, man. I've run into a lot of people, all kinds of people, and I've learned a lot in life that you have to, um, you know, test the spirits, like the scripture says. Test the spirits, whether they be of God, for many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hmm. Scripture talks about wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, folks, we, you got to be careful for careful about these wolves in sheep's clothing. They're not going to come to you as wolves. There'll be a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. They're not going to come to you like they are wolves. No. Otherwise, you wouldn't know who they are. They're going to come to you as ships, right? They're going to pretend to be part of your flock. They're going to pretend to be part of your uh, kingdom. 
even though they belong to the kingdom of darkness or deception so yeah so we have to be very careful you know because Yeshua himself warned us he said beware of wolves and sheep clothing those ones they will not they will not spare the flock they are ready to dis- destroy and devour the flock they are ready to devour your flock they are ready to devour the flock of Yeshua they won't spare the flock you gotta be very careful for those people man thank you Heavenly Father for another beautiful day give us grace to live a holy righteous life Amen. So, brethren, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we, I started to organize a Facebook business page um, because these days of social media and online e-commerce, you gotta have a social media presence. That's a whole another uh, market that you don't want to be left out of because the way the world is heading. I'll leave it there so but anyways I started to set up this Facebook business page and it took a lot of my time um, but yeah it's up and running you can go to Facebook and type NOSA Studios N-O-S-A S-T-U-D-I-O-S NOSA Studios we have a business page there we upload uh, almost every two days or three days on the average what goes on there is we have a series of uh, animated a movie that we upload weekly it's called good and evil some of you already know about this animated series it's very very uh, intricate work so they put together the, the word of God from Genesis Revelation compiling about 15 or 16 episodes so I upload one every week it's starting a lot of conversation man it's starting a lot of conversation. People are starting to speak. People are starting to respond. I, um, I had somebody ask a question in the comment section in one of the videos the other day. He said he has never seen any character in the scripture, basically because that good and evil is from the scripture. He said he's never seen any character in the scripture anywhere in the world that they don't exist. I was like, uh, where did this guy come from? You've been living in the hole or what? I didn't say that to him, but obviously. I was I was upset the way he said that. I was like, wow. And then I realized that not everybody, you know, believe in God like you. Not everybody understands the truth. Some people are still struggling with the truth. They don't, they haven't accepted it. But the scripture says, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So, but anyways, yeah, go go to Facebook and interact with those videos, man. Post your, post your comments there. Preach the gospel there. There's a reason why um, majority of our followers on that Facebook account are, are from India. Matter of fact, there's about 10,000 followers on that account. Majority of them are from India. Why? I purposely did aggressive marketing in India because the gospel has to the gospel has to be preached to, in, to India too. And there's a lot of people asking questions. It's a good thing. Bangladesh and uh, you know go there and tell them why you believe in Jesus, why you believe in Yeshua. Go and tell them. Share your experiences with them. Go in the comment section and post 
you know, your understanding of the scripture. Help somebody else understand the scripture. So, yes, and that is for that. So, uh, today, um, I was reading the scripture today and, uh, man, so many lessons to learn, man. The book of Luke chapter 12, a very important book. I always say the reason why we are here is for management. Every person is a leader. Every person was created to be a leader and a manager. If you decide to become a disciple of Yeshua, you have become a leader. And a leader is supposed to be able to manage. Who is a leader who can't manage? A leader is supposed to be able to manage resources. And humans are also resources. I posted the other day on my Facebook. I said, if you cannot manage or account for a hundred, how do you expect God to give you a thousand? You see, growth demands accountability and management. Otherwise, you will misuse the resources. That's why people that won't play lottery, some of you that like to play lottery, the ones that win huge amounts of money, what happened to them? After a few months, yes, the money goes away. Because it doesn't matter how much you have, if you cannot manage $10,000, you cannot manage $100 million, I'm sorry. It's just going to go away just the same way it came. Those people, you hear of them, they, they win uh, the lottery, they win hundreds of millions of dollars. But you never hear of them again. You never hear of them. They mismanage the money, they squander it. Why? Because no management experience, no management training. That is why we're setting up, we've set up a, a management uh, system here at NOSA Studios. We help businesses. We help businesses uh, establish, we help businesses grow, we help businesses improve on their management. It doesn't matter how much money you was cut short there i was saying it doesn't matter how much money you have or you're given if you lack the proper management skills you will misuse it and mismanage it so yeshua called us as disciples to become managers to become leaders matter of fact at a point in time the disciples started to argue and make requests about it from yeshua say oh we want to be sitting right next to you in the kingdom matter of fact the parent of the disciples, the mother of the disciples told Jesus, say, hey, please let my two sons sit one on your right, one on your left, when your kingdom, in your kingdom. <laughs> and Yeshua says, Oh, that's a difficult thing you've asked. Are you able to drink of the cup that I'm going to drink? It's a very bitter cup. See, but however, I'm not the one who determines who gets that position. Yeshua said, He said, God the Father in heaven is the one who determines who chooses. He's going to give that position to whoever he please. But then he went on to say, whosoever wants to be a leader must become the servant. Whosoever wants to lead must become a servant. Whosoever wants to lead must become a servant. And in the book of Luke chapter 12, where I read this morning, I was going to share with you guys. Yeshua said, who's that wise and faithful servant? Who's the wise one? There are different kinds of servants. Remember, we're all servants of the Lord. We're serving serving uh, in the kingdom of God. We're, you know, 
laborers in the vineyard of God. Yeshua said, Who is the, the wise and faithful one? Is the one who is prepared, is always ready. Who knows that his master can return at any time? But Yeshua says, The foolish one is going to say, Oh, my master delays his coming and begin to what? Mistreat and mismanage resources. It's all about management. It's all about what? Management. Yeshua says, he said, look, don't worry about tomorrow. I'll take care of tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Manage what you have for today. I will supply your daily needs. See, Jesus only guarantees us our daily needs. <laughs> That's only guarantee. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread. See, for my Lord shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He says, do not worry about tomorrow. It's all in the same chapter. Say, don't worry about tomorrow. Say, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. How many of you, by worrying, can you add one statue to your height? Hmm. Let me tell you something. You know what Yeshua said? Somebody called him from the crowd and, and asked him, say, teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. And you know what Jesus said? He said, friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? He said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Did you hear that? He said, life is not measured by how much you own. Be careful about greed. And then he went on to tell the story about the rich man that had a further farm and produced fine crops. Scripture says, he said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. I will have enough room to store all my food and wheat and properties and goods. And I will sit back and say to myself, I have enough stored away for years to come. Take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But verse 20, But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you work for? person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have rich relationship with God. A person is a fool to store up a lot of earthly wealth but not have rich relationship with God. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or whether it's close to wear or whether it says for life is more than food and your body is more than clothing. He said, consider the ravens. Consider the birds. They don't plant or harvest. They don't store food in bands. For God feed them. And you are more valuable to, to, to him than any bird. Can with all your worries, can you add a single moment to your life? Question. So if you cannot accomplish anything by worrying, then what's the use of worrying over big issues? He says, look at the lilies, how they grow. They don't work. They don't struggle to make their clothes. 
But yet, Solomon in all his beauty and glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Do you see that? Yeshua says, if God cares so much for the flowers that are here today and tomorrow they are thrown in the fire, say, how much more will he care for you? Why do you have so little faith? He said, don't be concerned about what to eat and drink. Don't worry about such things. Say these are the things that dominate the thoughts of the minds of the unbelievers all over the world. <laughs> the unbeliever is the most fearful person. He's so he's so fearful. So why are people unbelievers? I don't get it. Why don't people believe in God? The unbelievers are afraid of everything. They are afraid of death. They are afraid of hunger. They are afraid of sickness. They are afraid of disease. They are afraid of everything. Matter of fact, they are afraid of you who's a believer. They don't know if they would die if they take the vaccine. They don't know if they would die if they don't take the vaccine. They don't know if they would die if they take the medicine. They don't know if they would die if they don't take the medicine. They're always afraid. That is why they become greedy. See, fear leads to, to because of fear of losing. Fear of lack leads you to store up more than you need to store up. You see that? Yeshua says, don't be afraid. For your father... Is, is happy to give you the kingdom. He's, fa- he's happy to give you the kingdom. Now, look at verse 35. It says, be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning. Remember, I posted another post the other day. I said, a soldier always has to be ready. You say, be dressed for service, which means be ready for service. Be ready at any time. If somebody stops you in the street and asks you, why do you believe in Jesus? Why do you trust in God that you've not seen? The Bible says God is spirit. They that worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The Bible says, Blessed are you. He said, Blessed are you that do see and believe. He said, But more blessed are those that haven't seen but yet believe. It's a special blessing for you when you believe in God, even though you haven't seen him. But you see him every day in your life, in the events, in the situations, things that happen. He says, Look at what Yeshua says. He says, be ready always. Be dressed for service. He says, just as if you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. So that you'll be ready to open the door the moment he arrives and knock on the door. He said, the servant who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth. He himself will sit them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. Yeshua said he's going to serve you. He's going to put on his apron. Why you put on an apron when you're ready to eat? There's going to be a lot of dining and whining in the presence of God. Not alcohol whining. So get your mind off of that. Some of you are so stuck. <laughs> when you hear wine, your eyes just pop up. So I don't know what kind of drink is going to be. Or food. But I know that Yeshua says, if you're ready, he'll come for you. He said he may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn. But whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Pay attention to who is going to be rewarded. It's those that are ready. You see, understand this. If a home no excuse me, sorry, sorry for my lips. He says, understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. If you knew the time a thief was coming to your house, would you just sleep and let him destroy your house and break and steal? No. You're going to be prepared. 
You see, you also must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. So when you don't expect. So basically, you have to prepare always because you don't know when it's going to come. But if you're not prepared always, it will come upon you by surprise. Do you see the analogy there? A soldier always got to be ready. A soldier always got to be ready. He says, I tell you the truth. Hold on. Before we go down to verse uh, 44, I, I skipped a couple of verses. Verse 40 says, You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Hmm. When what? When least expected. So Peter was asking Jesus, he said, is that illustration just for us disciples or for everyone? Notice Yeshua didn't answer his question directly. He stressed again who he was referring to. The scripture says in verse 42, and the Lord replied, a faithful, sensible servant is the one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. You see now it's all about management. This is the point I've been coming to. He said, A faithful and sensible servant is one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. That is growth. Do you see what I mean? That is growth. That is growth. That is growth. You cannot be promoted beyond your capacity to manage you cannot be promoted beyond your capacity to manage Yeshua said the faithful and sensible servant is the one whom the master can give responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them he was faithful in little is faithful in much he was faithful in little is faithful in much to whom much is given much is required to whom little is given little is required so basically there are other households that God can add to you to manage but he's not going to do that if you can't manage the one you already have otherwise it will be more problem for you so it's a dangerous thing to pray the prayer of Lord increase me, bless me, give me more give me more this, give me more that, give me more blessings give me more money, give me more this when you keep asking for more money from God and God is telling you the money I gave to you you don't, you don't use it properly, you've mismanaged it and they're asking for money, more money. When God gives you more money, it becomes a problem for you. You can't handle it. But do you see that? Verse 43 says, If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. There's so many rewards in the scripture. Verse 44 says, I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. Hmm. How to be a leader, how to be an effective leader, is to be an effective manager. See, the problem with most of our churches and religious organizations and um, pastors, leaders, not all of them, but the problem with most of them, or a lot of them, is they lack management. They lack the management skills required. Because a church, being a pastor of a church or being a, a shepherd of a flock, it's all about being a good manager. See, most of our Bible schools and um, seminaries, 
uh, raising pastors and raising people, teaching people how to preach the gospel or how to, you know, pray or how to, you know, but they are not teaching them how to manage. And Jesus says, all you need is how to manage. First of all, you don't need to teach anybody to read the gospel, the gospel or the word of God, the Bible. The scripture says the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So in the first place, if the seminary or the Bible school is not teaching you management, then they are useless. What's the point then? Anybody can read the scripture. If you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one who will teach you, who will explain to you, who will guide you into all truth the scripture says. So now, what is the purpose of the seminary? The purpose of the seminary or the, or the uh, Bible school is to teach management. That's what they're supposed to do, to help the, the, the pastors or whoever they're raising to understand how to run a business because it is a business. It is basically a business. The church is a business. But it's just not for the primary purpose of making profit. But people confuse it and people take the church to be a business where they make profit. And that is why they compromise on the several truths. They compromise on the word of God. They compromise on a lot of things on their, on their values and standards because they have forgotten that the business of the church or the gospel is not to make profits. No. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't mean God won't bless you financially or however he wants to bless you. But if you run your business, your church business, because it's a, what is a business? A business is what you're busy with. So don't get the wrong definition of business into your head. This is a management 101. Continue here. Okay, so a business is what keeps you busy, what you do all the time. As busy as a bee. Busy, the bee is always busy making honey. So, now, when you treat the business that God has entrusted into your hand, anyhow, Yeshua says, there's, gonna, there's not going to be a reward for you, number one. Number two, you will be punished. I'm telling you, you'll be punished. That's what the scripture says. I'm going to read it for you. It says, he that lays his hand on the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom. Basically, say if you've decided to join the gospel, to join the kingdom of God, to do the work of God, and you now want to look back and then turn away and just eh, stop this, I, I quit. You're not fit, scripture says. Yes, you say you're not fit for the kingdom. It's not something you quit. I must do the work of my father while it is day for the night coming when no man shall work. So, and then again, the business of the church is not supposed to be a burden. Am I saying it's smooth ride? No. There's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of, uh, just like any other business, faces challenges, ups and downs. The Bible says we are crushed. Sorry, we are pressed, but we're not crushed. Apostle Paul had so many testimonies of persecution. Sometimes he was thrown in jail. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of persecutions that comes with working for God. But God says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. So we are not promised a smooth ride, but we are promised deliverance from any situation that God will be with us and He is with us. So, man, look at what he's saying in verse 46. First of all, let's, let me go back to 43. It says, If the master returns and find that the servant has done a good job, Ah, a good job, huh? So you see, it is a business. It is a job. Well, when we use the word job, yes, basically saying a good work, there will be a reward if you do a good job. There's someone put that I work with across the world. 
and i tell them before before we start before i start to do business with them the first thing i tell them is if you do a good work you shall work with me for a long time because that's what they want they say hey Losa studios please i'd like to work with you for a long time you know i like to work with you for one matter of fact one guy said forever and i was like forever well you have to be in the kingdom of god first of all if you want to work with me forever <laughs> otherwise sorry but i said it's not up to me it's not up to me to say you work with me forever i don't know forever only god does i said but however if you do a good work you will work with me for a long time unfortunately a lot of them fail because of greed they want too much more in such such, such a uh, short time oh they look at no such a big company you know should be able to pay you know if she was to get some more money out of him but i say i'm not gonna just throw the money at you because i have money no i only pay for what i need because it's a business that god the father my father has given to me i have to manage it properly well i say because god has given me this business now i can just make a lot of profit and then oppress my other workers and just no because i'm working for god i told him i told him i said look you're not working for me you're working for god you're working with me we're working together for god if you have decided to work with nosa studios you're not working for me no get that out of your head maybe that's why you're doing what you're doing maybe that's why you're greedy maybe that's why you're not being faithful i said we're working for god if you don't want to work for god that's why you can leave i'll go find somebody else that will work for god and they say oh no, no no i want to work okay fine but unfortunately a lot of them they become so greedy and i say you know what i give you one more opportunity and they screw up and i said okay that's it that's it it's the business bible says many wolves will come in sheep clothing pretending to be your friend they won't spare your flock they will destroy your business and you cannot let that happen the work of god the work of god cannot be destroyed now nah. scripture says i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it i cannot permit tears to destroy Sometimes you have to allow some tears. Let me give you guys management skills, man. Sometimes you have to allow some tears to remain in your farmland. Let them stay. You know what Yeshua says? At the end, there'll be a separation. Let them grow together. Because if you pull out the tears now, it'll affect the wheat. It'll affect the, the good crops. You'll destroy some other crops along with it. No, let them stay to the end. So, what am I saying? It's a business. Every business needs accountability. If you work for any company, your CEO wants to see accountability. At the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, they want to see report. They want to see your performance. They want to grade your performance. They want to say, okay, yeah, you did this, you did that. You grew, you grew here. Okay, some of you are growing in numbers, but you're not growing in quality. Think about that, folks. The point is not to grow in numbers. No, the Bible says the road to destruction is wide and broad. Many are going into that way, Yeshua said. You say the path to life is very narrow and few there be that find it. Yeshua is not worried about numbers. At the time, Yeshua had 70 followers. And then they all went away. And then he asked the remaining 12 disciples, he says, are you also going to go away? And they say, oh, where do we have to go? So remember, don't be discouraged when you have a lot of followers and they start to fall away. Of course, they're going to fall away. What did you expect? Thousands of people followed Jesus for what? For the food that he was giving them. Thousands. At the time, there were 4,000. 4,000 people came to Jesus to feed 
to feed them. To hear the word and then they became hungry and Yeshua had to feed them. But guess what? A lot of them went away. When they heard the gospel, it's not what they were expecting. It's not the itching ear gospel. It's the truth. And a lot of them couldn't handle the truth. And they went away. And Yeshua said, are you also going to go away? So expect numbers to go down sometimes. One man plants, another man waters, God gives the increase. Sometimes the person you're sharing the word of God with, preaching to, you've been preaching to for all these years, all this time, will not come to Christ through your hand. Sometimes it'll be somebody else who just don't post one comment or message and then that person hears it and gives his life to Christ and repents. So, you who made the post thinking, oh yeah, I want this soul for God. But God is like, uh, this other guy here has been doing the work for these years. It's a transformation process. So don't be worried about, don't be too worried about numbers. Be worried about quality. Growth is measured in several ways. There's growth in finances. There's growth in uh, resources, human resources. There's growth in all kinds of ways you measure growth. Don't just focus on one aspect. That's what the people of the world do. They always focus on the financial aspect. Or the numbers. Sometimes I post I post a lot of posts on Facebook business page on my website. Sometimes I get 20,000 views. Sometimes one of our, our the, the most views we have on our uh, song on that business page is the song Who Want the Fire? Man, that song is is flames. It has about 40,000 views and it was only released last week. I did the same amount of promotion for a couple of other posts, but they don't get that much views. Some posts get very little views, and I wonder why. Sometimes you preach the word of God and speak the truth. You get the least views. People don't want to hear it. Some people want to hear the truth, but some people don't because it's not what they want to hear. They want to hear the itching ear gospel that will make them feel good. But you cannot compromise because you're looking for numbers. If you're working because of numbers, now you begin to compromise. Now all your post is going to be the one that's attracting customers. I remember when I just started making my music, I was still uh, learning the skill and I'm still learning, by the way, but I was just started. And then I had one of my coworkers tell me, he goes, what kind of music you make? I go, well, it's Egazi music. And then he goes, ah that one doesn't make money man you gotta make trap music you gotta make the you know the club music that's one that make you money get you blow up and i shook my head because in his mind he's looking at money as a purpose as the goal i'm not making music because of money if i wanted to make money from music i know the kind of music to make like he said but even if sometimes i make the trap kind of music but it's trapped in grace kind of music <laughs> you see what i'm saying so the purpose is different here. My purpose is not the numbers. It's not the money, no. My purpose is the soul. It's the soul of the listener. I want the soul of the listener to be transformed. I want the soul of the listener to be saved. So you got to understand, there's so many things in management. Purpose is another thing. What's the use of a business without a purpose? What's the use of a company without a purpose? That's why your company have goals. You have short-term goals, you have long-term goals, you have uh, what they call a vision, you have the mission statement, why you do what you do, you know what I'm saying? Where you're headed? Folks, <laughs> let me f- conclude this verse. 
this chapter rather verse 44 says i tell you the truth i'm sorry folks i have lisps sometimes i i'm still learning i talk fast and then the words come out <laughs> pardon me verse 44 i tell you the truth the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns verse 45 but what if but what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins to beat the other servants partying and getting drunk the master will return unannounced and unexpected and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful king james version says we appoint him his portion with the unbelievers You see, and a servant who knows what the master wants but is not prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. Did you hear that? The greater punishment for you that knew the master's will but didn't do it. It says, but the someone, say, but the one who does not know and does not and does something wrong will be punished only lightly. So basically, King James Version says, with few stripes. He who knew the will the will of the master and didn't do it will be punished with several straps or many straps but he who doesn't know who didn't know the will of the master and didn't do it will be punished with few straps now look at the verse it says when someone has been given much much will be required in return and when someone has been given or entrusted with much even much more will be required see to whom much is given much is required Yeshua says in verse 49, it says, I have come to set the world on fire. <laughs> he says, I have a baptism of suffering ahead of me and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Yeshua said, I didn't come to play. I came to set the world on fire. I came to tell you the truth. He said, I came to divide the people. I didn't come to bring peace on the earth. I came to bring a sword. It says families will be split apart. Three in favor of me, two against me. Two in favor of me, or two in favor of me, three against me. I come to set father against son, and son against father, and mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Do you see? Joshua says, I didn't come to play. I didn't come to, to tell you what you want to hear, to give you the itching ear gospel. No, I came to tell you the truth. Some of you will be divided because of me, he said. Some of your parents, some of your parents will no longer want to talk to you. Some of your friends, some of your co-workers, some of your best friends, you're going to lose some of your friends. It's a sad situation, but it's the truth. Folks, I'll end this here with these few words. It is not of him that will it, or him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. Let us remember, it is by his grace that we are not consumed. I that I'm speaking here, I'm not saying I'm better than any of you. That's not what I'm saying. Matter of fact, I probably am worse. Because God is going to judge me according to how much he has entrusted in my hands. But, remember. Remember. Always ask the Holy Spirit to help and lead. He's our helper and as you do so, you'll be blessed. Amen. Have a blessed day.